Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. It is 8.35 on this Wednesday morning, the 8th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you were with us here on News Radio WRVA. I've been mentioning throughout the, the morning that I know a lot of you are probably waking up very disillusioned. My, my phone was blowing up as I was driving into the station this morning. People up early looking at the results like, oh, my God, what has happened here in Central Virginia, and you know, I, I have uh, had some great election nights, some amazing victories, uh, where you just think, oh, it was all worth it. If it, all the effort was worth it, the the, the weekends campaigning and licking envelopes back when you had to lick the envelopes and standing in the cold weather handing out absentee ballots, it was all worth it. And then there are other election nights where you just get crushed, and you think. Are you kidding me? The whole world is is ending. Well, the world isn't ending. Uh, you're still here today. There's another election coming in 12 months, and uh, that one's going to be big, too. And then there's another election right after that where Virginia gets an opportunity to decide whether they got this one right or not. So don't lose hope. There is hope as long as you are still in the game, as long as you're still advocating for what you you believe in. But I think it is wise to step back and be stoic, unemotional, not you know crying, not angry, not hostile, and take a look at the numbers, try to discern what the voters were actually saying. And it um, doesn't mean you abandon your principles, but maybe you got to go back and explain yourself in a, in a different way. And I... I do that with every ratings book here. I have to do that. Like, all right, let me see what's going on here. So, um, you know, I, I get four four times a year that I get get a uh, an election result. At least you know, statewide, you only get one. You know, I I remember being with Jim Gilmore the night he won for Commonwealth's attorney in Enrico County. And he was so excited. We went over. Do you remember Governor Gilmore? We went over to, um, it was the Steak and Egg restaurant near St. Christopher's on uh, Patterson Avenue. I guess technically, I don't even know if we had crossed over into the city. It might be just over the city lines. The only thing that was open. And you had finally achieved. You were the Commonwealth's attorney of Henrico. And it was an exhilarating night. 
Well, it was. We were about three years old at that yeah, time. I was pretty you, young. Uh, I, I don't know if I had my driver's license. I think I might have been 15 or something. Yeah. The the opportunity to be Commonwealth attorney in Henrico was, was a jump-off point for me. You had to do the job capably. You had to work with highly professional people and a highly professional police force, and it was a good experience for me as I got started in my political career. So it was great. Yeah. What's your message um, to the Republican base that's waking up this morning and, you know, they were hoping it, they would hold the House and flip the Senate. That was the whole plan. But, you know, Governor Yunkin was really uh, great about selling that message, and it just didn't happen yesterday. Well, you know, technically, I think that the Republicans have got to look at the redistricting. And a lot of these uh, seats were redistricted in such a way to favor the Democrats. And, you know, Siobhan Donovan was an excellent senator and an excellent candidate. I think she's coming on, and she's entitled to a lot of congratulations. She had a lot of moxie. But she was running in a highly Democratic district. Mm-hmm. And the, in von Valkenburg didn't skimp, you know. They put in a ton of money. Uh, the second my observation I've got is I think I think this is clearly an abortion election. Uh, the, the Democrats uh, decided, based upon their uh, polling and everything else, that abortion was the issue uh, and that they would make it the issue. Uh, so, the, for example, Siobhan, just as an example, she wasn't the only one, uh, was defined in a particular way that probably was not true, but it was the compelling argument. And if you look at what happened in Ohio, that is a stunning election in Ohio. Uh, the, Ohio the, going the, uh, for Trump twice. This is uh, Ohio stunning. is a very is a very conservative Republican state. Now they elected uh, Senator Vance, who I disagree with on the Ukraine issue. But uh, the point is, that's a good, now reliably Republican state, Ohio. And mm-hmm. yet they just voted two to one to enshrine abortion rights in their constitution. Mm. Uh, so that was going on at the same time. Uh, the, the Democratic governor won in Kentucky. I just think that uh, this was a, a good night for the Democrats, but it was basically an abortion election. Uh, and that's what happened. I think that the Republicans in Virginia made it. They, they decided, yeah, this is an abortion election. We're going to run on abortion. And that's what happened uh, in this uh, in this campaign. So I think that we need to step back and take a look at, uh, at what we're doing. But uh, look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upbeat. I think Riley Shire was a good candidate, young woman fresh, new, ran a commendable race, even though she didn't win. Uh, I think that the biggest surprise for me is the uh, is the vote for the Board of Supervisors in Henrico. I never expected uh, either Baca or Brandon to lose. I never expected that. So this is, uh, uh, you know, a, a remarkable election. I think it's an important election. Why do you think I they think lost? It's a message election. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it could be the general tone of the Republican Party was something that the people of Western and Rico were not in agreement with. Yeah. Do you think that, that it's time to abandon? I mean, I, I'm, I'm pro-life, so I'm not going to abandon the pro-life movement, but I am practical enough as a former PR guy and communications guy to say, hey, I clearly haven't won over hearts and minds, and I got to go back to the drawing board to try to figure out a better way to approach this where I have – a, a chance of of winning people over. What do you think the solution is? Well, I, I think it's too soon to to say that. Uh, we the we are going back to the drawing board, which means you go back to the drawing board. I think you got to figure out uh, the election and what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's two things. I think that there are people who have an attitude towards abortion that may be closer to the Republican position than anybody appreciates. But at the same time, when the time comes to compel people to do things in a particular way maybe they go in a different direction mm-hmm. and I, that may be the uh the, the uh 
uh, message of this election because, uh, you know, the, the Republicans in this election were quite explicit about what they intended to do. And I think that uh, that uh, was uh, a question of impinging on people's rights as opposed to their attitude towards the procedure itself. And I think that's a nuanced look, but I'm, it's my mm. first take, but maybe my maybe not my last take. Yeah. All we'll right. See. Well, that's something that's got to be examined. But uh, David Owens to be congratulated. He won. Are you surprised uh, expect- that that race was as close as it was? You know, the Susanna Gibson, I, the porn star prostitute I, candidate, I, just I, neck I and sure, neck. I, I sure as shooting was surprised that it was <laughs> as close as it was. Uh, I would have expected that to be a runaway. But at least he won, and I'm proud of that. Yeah. Uh, so, there's, look, there's a lot to be proud of in among our candidates and the efforts that they put forward. Uh, so, uh, But, uh, you know, the, this, is a, this is a very teaching moment for the Republican Party, mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Yeah, abortion turned out to be their car tax issue, right? I mean, you yes. you were very successful when you ran for governor on repealing the car tax. I remember interviewing you, and, and typical of me, I kept trying to get you to talk about other things, and you just refused. It, I often talked to classes about how Jim Gilmore just could not be moved off that issue, and it was a winner for you. And you did well, your I'll best talk about to it again right that, now, but, if you'd like. I mean, I'll be yeah. happy to. <laughs> but uh, but look, that, I also think this. I also think this is a good, very good night for Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden is enormously unpopular across the United States mm-hmm. of America. He is responsible for the high inflation. He's responsible for the big spending. Uh, he really hasn't. He's, he's generally right on foreign on Ukraine and foreign policy, but hasn't done enough to maybe avoid the long war that's ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that. Uh, but but at the same time, the, I think he carried Virginia, and I think there's every reason to believe on this election that he would carry Virginia again. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, this was a good night for Biden, I think. Wow. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, and uh, you know, we, but look, we we haven't all the all the. Uh, Debris hadn't come down yet on this. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it again next week. All right, I'm down to my last two minutes, but I don't want to not touch on Ukraine. And some things have happened, or people are bringing up issues in Ukraine, and they're I think they're talking more about how heavy-handed President Zelensky is with the banning of the the Orthodox Church and some people being rounded up in that country. Do you have a reaction to that? Is that a bad sign? That we're supporting a yeah, that, something of a totalitarian? Yeah, that, or? No, that's Russian disinformation. Okay. Uh, that's in, intended to try to undermine the American public's confidence in the in uh, President Zelensky and the Ukrainian effort. I warn you again, this is the hinge of the future. Uh, the Israeli issue is taking every, everybody's attention, and that's terribly important because of the violence and, and uh, atrocities there and because they are an American ally. But the, the, the hinge of the future is Ukraine. Uh, I want to let your uh, listeners know that I wrote a letter this week to the Republican members of the House of Representatives in Virginia and basically reminded them of that they, they, they needed to support Ukraine. It was countersigned by 15 conservative leaders. Uh, people can look at it. They'll look at Ambassador Gilmore, uh, Gilmore Ambassador. Uh, dot, at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on Facebook or on LinkedIn. You can see this letter. If you uh, sign up on my email list, and I'll, you'll get it directly. Uh, and uh, it was intended to basically put the Republicans on notice in Virginia that uh, we don't expect them to back up on this Ukrainian issue. But the speaker sounds like he wants to split this up and and make sure that Israel gets support, and maybe Ukraine is going to be throttled down a little bit. 
I don't think so. I think as long as a Ukraine bill is put up on the House of Representatives, and I think the Senate will insist that it be so, mm-hmm. uh, the, the majority of the Republicans will vote to support Ukraine. The majority of the Democrats certainly will support to uh, to support Ukraine, and this is going to work out fine in my view. But uh, the, the, your listeners need to understand the, the reality of where we are when we start talking about state Senate and House races and uh, the abortion issue and all that, you lose you lose focus on the reality. And the reality is we are in a war, a global war, and uh, we have to be serious about it. Well, before, and, uh, before Ukraine we is go, the hinge of the future. Before we go, let me ask you about the 300,000 pro-Palestinian people who marched in D.C. That's a big number. I mean, I, I saw a lot of marches in D.C. That, that was a big number. And the attack on the White House, which no one seems to want to cover, and they don't want to arrest anybody over it, I almost feel like there's the possibility that we've got a domestic problem in, you know, right in our own midst. Well, I think Republicans have always been concerned over the past number of years about the double standard in the media, in the law, in the Justice Department, uh, and all the rest of it. I think that's one thing that's driving the support for Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, you raised that point very well. I think if you're going to be uh, just uh, relentless in putting people on January 6th in prison, then, you know, you have to play the game equally. And that is that when people commit vandalism at the White House, they have to go to jail. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can't just get into this, well, well, I have the right to free speech so I can hurt people. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's not the law and that's not what we can have. Uh, so there's, look, there's a lot to be talked about on this. Let me come to the point. The point is that, uh, uh, that objections, uh, to the situation in Palestine cannot be allowed to spill over into anti-Semitism. That is un-American. Uh, and our history has demonstrated how dangerous it is. We cannot get into this anti-Semitism pattern here. Yeah. It's wrong. There's no reason for it, and it's wrong. Uh, so if you want to talk about what's going on in the Middle East, you have a legitimate right to do that, not to break the law, but you have a right to argue about that issue. But it cannot spill over into anti-Semitism. Yeah. Innocent people being hurt is not okay under any circumstance. The former governor of Virginia, former ambassador to Europe, Jim Gilmore, I really appreciate it always. Thank you. My pleasure, and thank you. 848, back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. 
Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.